Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Wolfpacker Show. My name's Ethan McDowell. I'm your host, and for the first time ever, I'm joined by Noah Fleischman, our new reporter on the Wolfpacker.com. His first day was yesterday, moved down to Raleigh this week, and he's going to hit the ground running with us. Um, our old host, Matt Carter, is off to um, pursue new professional opportunities. Wish him nothing but the best. Uh, truly transformative for my career just a super awesome mentor over the past year plus since i've been here and um he's off to do some cool stuff at another professional opportunity so just super excited for him but um yeah before we dive into this um vmi preview and talk a little bit of nc state football um noah why don't you just introduce yourself to our listeners and um you know tell us what you're all about yeah, no, I appreciate you you having me. Yeah, my first day was yesterday, as you said. So we hit the ground running. We're at, you know, at the facility yesterday and then, you know, go back today. But yeah, I, you know, I've previously covered James Madison, you know, who is in the Sun Belt and they made their you know, FBS transition last year and in the middle of that right now. And then went, you know, played pretty well. Um, but now I'm here and um, I'm excited. We, we hit the ground running, as you said, yesterday. And now we're just full steam ahead with VMI this week. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, we're going to discuss kind of just the, our impressions from press conferences and what we saw at the facility this week. But before we do that, I want to get into a couple of housekeeping items. First, um, we're obviously writers for the Wolfpacker.com on the On3 network. Right now it is $1 to join the Wolfpacker.com. That's premium access for my football recruiting scoops, Noah's basketball recruiting scoops, and premium team info on every team um men's women's basketball football 
just a lot of coverage in a lot of different directions at thewolfpacker.com for $1 for your first month. Um, and also just want to shout out our sponsor, rogueshop.com. They are a holistic, um, you know, CBD company that uh, offers relief for chronic pain, anxiety. If you're having trouble sleeping, um, rogueshop.com's uh, products could be the answer for you. It's a husband and wife um, business. The uh, owner, Richard, is a disabled war veteran. And um, yeah, they're on our message board. They have, they'll answer any questions you have on there. It's uh, they sell Delta eight, Delta nine CBD and HHC. All of this is completely legal. Um, And if you're, you know, struggling with anxiety, having trouble sleeping um, or chronic pain, this could be something to help you out, give you a little relief in those departments. All right. And um, yeah, before we get started, make sure, you know, subscribe to the wolfpacker.com. Um, Follow our YouTube channel if you're listening on Spotify. If you're listening on YouTube, you know, go um, subscribe on Spotify or any other podcast platform. And let's just jump right into it. So NC State coming off of a tough loss last weekend. Uh, Anyone you talk to will say that loss hurt. Um, Dave Doran on Monday said there was just a lot of anger in the team meeting rooms during, uh, you know, when everyone was watching the film and kind of going back and looking at that loss. And, you know, we talked to the players this week and that sentiment was kind of shared. Everyone feels like they kind of let one slip away. And uh, I mean, if you look at the final score, that's pretty evident. It was a one score game until there was, you know, just a couple minutes left in the third when um, a missed field goal kind of changed the tide there. So next up is VMI. This is a game NC state should win, but, um, you know, still worth discussing. FCS upsets happen. And um, Noah, why don't you just give um, give us your initial thoughts on the VMI matchup? Yeah, it's definitely not one of the top tier FCS teams, you know, in the country when you when you think of, you know, who's playing at the end of the year and, and at level. But, you know, I think this is a good opportunity for NC State to, you know, get back on the right step, build some confidence as they kind of get ready for ACC play starting next week with Virginia on the road. So, I mean, this is a good opportunity to kind of right the ship a little bit, get confidence. You're also going to see probably a lot of guys play in this game just because the score may get out of hand and, you know, your starters come out, reserves will get in a little bit um, in the second half. So I think it's a good, you know, point of the year for this game to kind of pop up for them. You you know, right after this game against Notre Dame, you kind of see what they did wrong. And I expect, you know, hungry NC State team this weekend, even though it's not a top level team they're playing on the other side, I still think they're going to come out and, and try to, you know, put up points and, you know, kind of right the ship a little bit and gain some confidence, you know, before, before, you know, really this back half the schedule pops up and it's, it's a gauntlet. Yeah. And like you said, it's a confidence builder, right? Like they should go in, they should execute well. And you go into ACC play with, with a little bit of momentum, a little bit of confidence. Maybe you see some stuff that um, you can build upon from this game. Um, I do want to just get your thoughts on um, So obviously you were covering JMU for the first couple weeks of the season, but um, you know, you, you've known you were coming over here to um, switch beats and um, work for NC State. So you've been following the team. Through two weeks, what are your impressions of the team? What are some areas that um, you'd like to see them grow? Some things you see them doing well through the first couple of weeks? Just your overall impressions of NC State football um, through these first two matchups. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's positives from both games, right? You know, UConn on that, that Thursday night to open the year, obviously started off on that first drive on offense really well, but, you know, defense not so much. You know, UConn was able to come down the field and do the same thing. 
Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, as that first game went on, NC State really took control kind of in the second half, and, you know, pulled away a little bit, 10 point win. I think you take that, you know, week one, especially on the road against UConn, who's a lot better than they have been in the past. So I think, you know, I watched that one on, on the opening week and thought, you know, okay, you know, things are going well. And then last week against Notre Dame, I mean, you hang with a top 10 team for almost three quarters. I think, you know, that's obviously you want to win the game. It was a winnable game for NC State, but, um, you know, the fourth quarter just didn't go their way and, and kind of, you know, Notre Dame was able to pull away. So I think that, you know, there's positives within the offense and defense, um, you know, as a whole. But I think, you know, as, as we get set, you know, for ACC play soon and, and this game coming up, I think, you know, this weekend might be a good opportunity to kind of com- play a complete game. You know, both sides of the ball can, can you know, play well together and play complementary football. And I think that that will, you know, help, you know, moving forward. This game's, you know, we keep saying this game is going to help moving forward. I think it really will. Even though it's it's not uh, you're not playing a you know FBS team or, or a top level FCS team or something, it it can serve a lot of good. And um, but yeah, I think you know overall the offense and defense both played well at times. You know in the past two weeks, um, but they're also you know <laughs> there's some struggles there that they need to clean up. You know, run game last week didn't go too well against Notre Dame. I think you know you'll be able to run the ball against an FCS team, and passing the ball didn't go too great. Went better than I think you know running the ball did last week, but overall. I think, you know, the offense has some, some stuff to clean up this week. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I guess just, you know, those struggles and the places that they need to improve, it, you know, it was refreshing after the game and in the, you know, the media availability since. Um, NC State, is they've owned it. They've really, like, recognized where they fell short against Notre Dame and, you know, clearly spelled out to us, like, hey, this is where we need to improve. They said – you know, eye discipline is something they got a little bit away from against Notre Dame. And um, I forget who said it, but sometimes that happens when um, someone else is trying to do someone's job. You know, defense is starting to press. Um, you know, a good example of that is, uh, I think, when on one play action touchdown play for Notre Dame on Saturday, Aiden, Aiden White bit on a play action fake, let the tight end get out, and um, it led to a long score. Aiden White really never does that. He's one of the best corners in the country for a reason. I, and um, once the defense, you know, takes a chance to, you know, collect itself this week, the uh, younger players have a little more experience. I think we'll see some of those um, small mistakes that led to, you know, big results against Notre Dame. I think we'll see a little bit of improvement there, you know. And um, the main thing we heard about was just uh, focus. It was focus, focus, focus. The team is focused. They're motivated. They have a chip on their shoulder. If that's all the case, and this was as good of a week of practice as it sounds like, it should be complete dominance against VMI, and like you said, a complete game. Yeah, you know, I think when you play an FCS team as a you know as a Power Five program, you know, sometimes maybe some teams might you know take it down a notch for that week. You know, think all right, you can coast through that game. But I think NC State took the opposite approach. They seem focused. I think if they had another shot at Notre Dame this weekend, they'd be really excited to play that game. They're excited to get back on the field. I think get that you know, taste out of their mouth of what happened in that Notre Dame game and being able to do it against an FCS opponent might be the best case scenario because you're, mm-hmm. you're going to play a dominant game. And I think that's going to help big time. Um, obviously I think they would come out firing a little bit more than they did against, you know, Notre Dame just because of what they can learn from that. But, you know, especially with a team that's going to be undersized, doesn't have as many scholarship players and, you know, different recruits, I think it'll be, you know, start to finish NC State should be in control. And, and I really don't think VMI is going to find the end zone if we're going to be completely honest with yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, we'll have our score predictions up on the website later today, but um, I, I have a hard time seeing 
um, VMI scoring a touchdown this weekend. And that's it's way in um, garbage time in the fourth quarter with the third string players in. Um, I, one thing before we move on, I'm just really interested to see is the running game. Like you mentioned that a little while ago. It's you know, against UConn, they had 200 rushing yards. Um, almost 100 of those were Brennan Armstrong. Ideally, this is a game where Brennan really doesn't run the ball much, um, you know, for to keep him healthy and hopefully establish more of a rhythm with um, Jordan Houston, Michael Allen, um, you know, Delbert Mims, um, and even freshman Kendrick Raphael. You know, just let's see what we've got there, what NC State um, can do on the ground with their running backs specifically. Um, they've tried some cool jet sweep stuff with um, Kevin Concepcion and Keon the same so far this year. Wouldn't mind seeing a little more of that, see what they can get out on the perimeter. But mainly, I want to see, you know, 20 carries for Jordan Houston, 15 for Michael Allen. And let's just, you know, pound through the VMI defense and uh, see if you can, you know, build their confidence as well. Um, so anything else to add on VMI before we move on? No. Yeah, yeah I think the last thing is you're not going to see, you know, Brennan Armstrong, you know, I guess – Against UConn, you, you know, a lot of the 100 yards came from scrambling, just making things happen. Against Notre Dame, he picked up 31 yards, you know, scrambling and things like that. I don't imagine he's going to have to scramble much against VMI. I think the offensive line should, for Notre Dame, or for NC State should be able to handle VMI's defensive line. They shouldn't really have too much pressure on him and keep him clean. And Even when he's throwing the ball, he's, gonna, he's probably going to have a decent amount of time to throw and make the right reads. And, and hopefully we can see a little bit more, you know, explosive plays. I know they hit the number nine last week that they, you know, kind of aim for each day. But I think that this weekend, there's a prime opportunity to surpass that with ease. And I, I think that we'll see that. Yeah. And, you know, despite where they fell short against Notre Dame, they actually did hit that explosive play mark. Uh, after four against um, UConn, they got to nine against Notre Dame. So that's a positive, right? And then um, some of the things they did well against UConn, like lack of penalties, lack of turnovers, uh, that kind of um, unraveled against Notre Dame and led to the defeat. But th- like you said, this should be a game where they put all that together. Uh, Before we move into our first break, I just want to share a couple fun stats from VMI. Their um, longest rush so far is 16 yards. Uh, That's not very explosive. um, But And if you look at NC State's season so far, they've allowed a few long rushing touchdowns or a couple long rushing touchdowns, a few big rushes that have um, changed the game. That really should not happen against VMI. Um, This is the best rushing defense that VMI will probably see all season. Um, and th- they're already averaging 1.9 yards per carry. Shoot, I I would um, hope at that point NC State can keep them below that mark and just kind of completely make them a one-dimensional team. And if that happens and Tony Gibson's able to dial up those blitzes that he loves so much, then I think um, it could be a long day for um, VMI's offense. Um, their quarterback, um, Colin Ironside, 6'2", redshirt junior from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, he's had a, a, an efficient season. He's completing 65% of his passes, um, a pretty solid quarterback, but uh, he is strictly a pocket passer. Um, and, you know, if you can't move around much against NC State, it's tough because they're going to collapse that pocket. They're going to throw you off script and um, – forced you to improvise. If you can't, like I said, it's going to be a long one. Um, Another one that stood out to me is uh, Caden Beck, um, their kicker. He is um, 0 for 3 kicking field goals this year. I believe one of those came from 50 plus, one from 40 plus, and 
one from 30 plus. So um, rough start to the year for him. He's also missed a PAT already. And um, so NC State will have the clear advantage on special teams as well. And, uh, you know, I, I think if um, if VMI was hoping to pull off an upset, that's an area that you would have wanted to have the advantage in. And uh, just to finish that up, opponents are averaging 7.31 yards per passing attempt against um, VMI. That's not very long. Um, NC State's offense, I am sure in the eyes of some NC State fans, has left some to be desired this year. They are going to be by far the most explosive passing offense that VMI has faced this year. And um, the most skilled, the most talented, and that'll show up, I believe. Um, all right. Anything else, Noah, before we move on the break? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, as you said, VMI, all those numbers come against two teams that aren't very good in the college football landscape. It's Davidson. They squeaked out a win. There's a team that, you know, doesn't have scholarships. And then they beat, you know, they lost to Bucknell last week. Who Bucknell is not very good. I watched them in week one against JMU. And, and in the first half, they had 200 yards of offense. And then JMU's defense held them to four yards of offense in the second half. So if that team beat wow. BMI, then you know we'll, that kind of puts it out in perspective of, of what the kind of quality team, I guess, it's coming to be. Okay. Yeah, there you go. All right. And um, before we get back to our game preview, just want to have a quick word from the Game Time app. Um, Noah, if you're like me, I have a bad tendency of waiting to buy tickets to like the very last minute. And um, then I end up paying way more than I originally wanted to. And, um, you know, the Game Time app is super nice because they have good deals right up until kickoff or tip off or the start of whatever concert you want to go to. Um, it's gametime.co online. That's not .com. That's .co. And, um, and they have an app. That's where I, I have the app. That's where I get my tickets. Uh, for those watching on YouTube, I'll, I'll show you. It's, um, I have the NC State VMI game up right now. There's some good deals on there. It's um, like $16 for the cheapest ticket right now. Um, so if you want to get into that game, go ahead and um, download the GameTime app or go to GameTime.co and check it out. All right. Back into the action here. Um, so we're going to go through a couple over-unders, predictions, and um, just players to watch. So let's go through the latter first. Noah, give me one player you're going to be watching against VMI and why. Yeah, I think I'll take, you know, Brennan Armstrong. I think that he's the kind of guy to watch and see him put together, you know, I think a really efficient game against this, this defense. He can have an opportunity to complete balls downfield. I mean, last week he only completed one pass, you know, through the air that was 20 yards or longer um, and threw an interception when he went that, that deep. So I think, you know, there'll be an opportunity to throw deep shots against VMI secondary and and that's something I'm going to watch, you know, see if he can do that. We already know he can make the short and intermediate passes. It's kind of time for him to, you know, make them deep. And, and I think this is an opportunity to him. To, you know, in basketball, shots aren't going down. You make you make one and the rest start following. I think this might be an opportunity that he can see some deep shots, you know, be successful. And then hopefully that can be a trend that continues the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, going off of that, um, we both kind of looked at the uh, – you know, the passing charts and the um, analytics for him out of the Notre Dame game. He relied really heavily on the middle of the field. That's not a bad thing. I mean, if it's working, keep going back to it, right? Don't force things down the sideline. Um, I, I will be interested to see if that passing chart's a little spread out. The uh, NC State receivers should be able to get reception um, separation on um, VMI's defensive backs and maybe create some big plays down the sideline as well. 
maybe um Terrell Timmons Jr. gets going. He's um he's had a uh, slow start to the season, but he's he was explosive and limited action last year. Maybe we see him get a big play or two. That'd be good to see. And I'm um, kind of going off of the you know the receiver topic. My first player to watch is um Kevin Concepcion. He's um you know starting as a freshman. That's that's a big role, um, especially in NC State's offense. It really does not happen much. So it says a lot about Kevin and just the way he's worked since arriving on campus in January that he's in this spot. Um, he had a great debut against UConn. And then um, against Notre Dame, it was a mixed bag. He, he, I believe, led the team in receptions with um, five or six. And then um, he also had a critical drop that led to an interception and like was part of the snowball effect that unraveled the game. Um, like Coach Doran said, you know, in post game and, you know, in the press conferences after it's a freshman mistake. If, if you play freshman, you're going to get freshman mistakes and he'll learn from that. Right. So I'm just interested to see how he bounces back. I, I think he is um, one of, if not the most talented receiver on the team this year as a true freshman. So just want to see him bounce back and make some plays and uh, yeah, maybe get in the end zone too. It'd be an exciting moment for him. Um, Noah, who's your second player? Yeah, I think it's one we actually talked to yesterday. I think Bishop Fitzgerald's going to be someone to watch. You know, obviously, you know, with injuries in the secondary, he's going to be, you know, a guy to lean on, especially at free safety, with Jakeen Harris, you know, done for the year. And I think that, you know, he's guy, he came in highly rated guy out of junior college ranks, the number one safety in the country. He sounds motivated. He had, you know, a pretty critical missed tackle against Notre Dame that allowed them to score a 40-yard touchdown on that play. And he said he watched it. And, you know, it's motivating for him to not let that happen again. So, I think he's going to be a guy to watch and see how he can kind of fit in that, that secondary a little bit more as that his role continues to expand just with, with Harris out and, and done for the year. Yeah, absolutely. And he's someone he, – he led NC State in camp in interceptions. You know, he's a ball hawk. He can hit um, really smart safety too. So he's someone that I think is going to just improve by leaps and bounds as the year goes on. I'm really excited to see how he develops this season. Um the next guy I'm going to go with is um, Shaheem Battle. Um, really, that's just because he's been so good to start the season. He's just been a shut-down cornerback in every sense of the word, and he'll, he'll keep that going. Um, I don't know if VMI is even going to you know, challenge Shaheem or um, Aiden White um, out on the sidelines. Really, Notre Dame didn't even. Um, so I think um, you know we'll, we'll see – Limited passing attempts go their way, but VMI is going to be forced to air the ball out. So, you know, on those attempts deep to um, outside receivers, I'd like to see just their zero breathing room. I'd like to see 0% completion rate um, to Shaheem and honestly, Aiden White too. Um, So yeah, big secondary focus for us this week. But, um, you know, I think that's valid after last week where there were some communication errors and, um, you know, some tackling mistakes. It'll be just cool to see how they um, take a step forward. Um, and all right, Noah, who's your third player? We touched on him earlier, but I think, you know, the running game, especially with Jordan Houston, is going to be something to watch. He struggled big time last week after they, you know, ran the ball well at UConn. So I think we'll see a lot of carries from him. I think he gets over. I'll, you know, I don't know if we're going to, you know, do over under at next, but I think he does, you know, eclipse 100 yards in this game and, you know, kind of get that run game going again, build confidence for that room. After last week, you know what, Brennan Armstrong led the way with 26 yards um, on the ground. That's, you know, not what you want, especially against, you know, in a game where it's against a top 10 team. So 
think the running game gets its back underway and Jordan Houston kind of leads that, that room. And, and, you know, I think we'll see other guys get there, but I think he's going to be the leading rusher this week and, and probably, you know, get over hundred yards and maybe find the end zone too. And I think that'll help build confidence moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. And um, I'm going to cheat a little with my last one. I'm going to pick um, um, CJ Clark and Brandon Cleveland, just because um, their two man rotation at nose tackle so far this year has been really impressive. They're, they're really disrupting things in the middle of that defense. It's tough in Tony Gibson's 3-3-5 defense. Like, the nose tackle's not going to put up, like, huge stats. And um, honestly, like, the PFF grade is, like, usually pretty low for them, even though I I don't think that's an accurate reflection of how they're playing on the field. But, um, yeah, CJ was really disrupting things. Brandon had a huge play. His his PFF grade was actually ridiculously (laughs) high because he was um, great as a pass rusher against um, Notre Dame. So, you know, you have CJ, who's an experienced guy, um, one of the leaders of that defense. Uh, and then you have um, Brandon, who's, you know, next up, He's the next guy up. He's going to, you know, be the next um, big nose tackle making plays at NC State. So just, you know, they should be able to absolutely just wreak havoc on the VMI backfield. And uh, that'll be exciting to see, in my opinion. All right. And um, you already touched on your leading rusher. You think it's going to be Jordan Houston. Um, I'm actually going to go with Michael Allen. Um, he had limited action against Notre Dame. I think he they'll get him back into a rhythm here. And uh, I think Jordan Houston might finish with more carries, but I'm going to go with Michael Allen ripping off like an 80-yard touchdown at some point because he, he's explosive. And um, I think he'll get a big play like that and um, lead the team in that department. Um, who, who's going to lead the team in receiving, in your opinion? Yeah, I think, you know, Casey kind of gets rolling again. Um, you know, being a freshman guy, this is a big game. I know we keep talking about confidence and building confidence, especially for a freshman wide receiver kind of, you know, playing in the ACC that, you know, having a big game will help that. And I think that he'll be able to separate from these corners. Brendan Armstrong will be able to find him downfield. I think he rips off, you know, a pretty big reception at some point in the game. And I, I take him to, I don't know how many yards he'll get, but I'll take him as the leading receiver, probably, you know, close to, if not, you know, well over 100 yards. Awesome. And I'm going to go with Keon Lassane. Um, you know, just sure-handed, reliable option on the outside for Armstrong. Been one of his favorite targets to start the season. Uh, I don't think VMI will be able to guard him. I think he'll get a lot of a lot of receptions, maybe a, a, an explosive play in there too, like he had against um, Notre Dame on a really, really nice grab on the sideline. And yeah, I I, I think um, NC State's receivers could have a good day. I, I, I think um, it could be a lot of pitch and catch for um for the Wolfpack offense. So um, to round that up, tackles. Who do you think leads the team in tackles? Peyton Wilson has obviously uh, led the team the past couple weeks. Um, do you have a contrarian pick for that? I know. I think he is like, you know, the, the basic pick. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else that, you know, might be able to challenge him. But, you know, I think, you know, somebody else in that linebacker room, I think there's, you know, a couple guys there that, that can also, you know, pick it up. I mean, we, what, we saw Peyton Wilson last week, you know, what, run almost – 25 miles an hour to catch up to to a ball carrier and take him down. I think that may have motivated that room. I think it motivated the whole defense a little bit. If you see your star player going out there and not giving up on a play. So I think I'll, I'll take the linebacker room minus Peyton Wilson. So you can take Peyton Wilson. I'll go. take the okay. rest of them. And uh, we'll see how that, ha- how that goes down. Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, I'll, I'll go with Peyton Wilson. Just, you know, it's the safe pick here, but um yeah, I, I kind of want to see the bounce back from Devon Betty this week. It's It's been a somewhat rocky start to the season for him. 
um, had some issues, you know, fitting runs well at points. Um, I, I think he's a great player. I, I would love to see him bounce back in a big way over the next couple of weeks and, and grow his confidence going into um, the rest of the schedule. All right. So there's no betting line that I can find on this game. Usually we pick the spread. Um, so, you know, and usually we hold our predictions for the website, but just, you know, what's your, what's your prediction for this game? What's going to be the margin of victory for NC state against VMI? Yeah, I said 52 to three. I think VMI, you know, gets a field goal on the board. Their kicker struggle, but I still think they, they find success there at 52 to three is, is what I've got. You know, said, what is that? Seven touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. Um, I had, um, 52 to six, but, um, after seeing, you know, going taking a deeper look at VMI, um, I'm taking those six points off the board. I'm 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 gonna go um, 45 nothing, shutout victory for NC State, and um, you know, you, it, it's tough to take too much away from these FCS games, but anytime you can keep a team to zero points, that's a that's a confidence builder. And I, I think we've said the word confidence about 50 times on this podcast. But, hey, that's what we've been told throughout the whole week. That It's all about building confidence, communication. And that's something that comes with more snaps, something that comes with, um, you know, big wins like this Saturday could be. All right. And to wrap things up, I guess just a couple house cleaning items. Um, the game's going to kick off at 2 p.m., um, on the CW network. It's the first game back on the CW network. I grew up watching a lot of ACC games on the CW network. So that, um, you know, a little bit of nostalgia for me. Um, th- that should be included on most cable packages. It should be easy to find, much easier to find than the regional sports networks were last year for ACC games. So that should be a relief. Um, no one and I will both be at the game, full coverage on pregame, during the game, and after, extensive coverage after. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing them back on the field. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, another sh- shout-out to our sponsor, RogueShop.com. Please go check them out. And um, the Game Time app. Go buy your tickets for this game. They're cheap right now. Um, it's a sellout. Should be a good atmosphere still. But, um, you know, go scoop up a cheap ticket. Be there and, um, you know, support the Wolfpack. If you see us there, say hi. Um, all right. My name's Ethan McDowell. Um, I'm here with Noah Fleischman and have a good day, everybody. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if you're first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, 
Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York.